Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Enjoy local voices. Enjoy local opinions. All on one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast DC is the new local app with hundreds of DC area podcasts. Featuring some of the DC area's best personalities, pundits, and provocateurs. Earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts you love instantly. With new programs being added every week, don't hesitate. Download Podcast DC now for free. Available in the App Store or in Google Play. Podcast DC. Listen local. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hi there, everybody. Thank you for checking into the Wardrobe Podcast today. I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm Eliza Perilla, a personal stylist and home organization coach, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. Uh, today, my guest knows all about style and fashion and everything that accompanies that. Mikara Reed is the proprietress of Mean Consultancy, where she's a creative director and fashion consultant. And I'm so glad she's here to share her vast knowledge of the fashion industry. Today, we want to speak about how to dress without using fashion, something that Mikara is an expert at. So Mikara, thank you for joining the conversation today. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I wish you guys could see her. She's so beautiful. Oh my God. (laughs) I hear this like every day. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you. It's a great thing to hear every day, isn't it? It depends who it's coming from because where I'm at. But yes. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Right. Mikara, you own a fashion consultancy firm and you provide a variety of services. So can you please elaborate on that? Because people love to put people in a box. Oh, they, they're only a stylist. They're only this. And, you know, this is the reason that you own a firm. So can you tell us like everything under that umbrella? Sure. So my Pacific consultancy, mean consultancy, I am a premium level consultancy. I definitely want to put that in there because when I go in, I elaborate, but I offer personalized fashion styling and consulting that is more geared towards, you know, a person, a client's body shape, lifestyle, and their environment. Since I strongly have been catering to business owners and entrepreneurs And, you know, my latest project has definitely exercised me to the greatest ability. I just finished this bridal dress because one of my clients is renewing his vows for their 30th anniversary and they're going to Italy. So I was a part of the design process, the design development. I had to put together and coordinate with the pattern maker, the sample maker. And like it was just a lot. It was definitely premium level and not every stylist can do that i mean people just put together but i'm actually like fully involved um i care about your whole overall appearance um that is what fashion means to me 
And I mean, the word mean is actually a real word, M-I-E-N. It means a person's look or a manner, especially when it comes to a person's overall appearance. So I, I, I named my company after that mean, but I have it two eyes because I definitely want you to be checking yourself out twice when, when you're done working with me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You're right. You can't just have a client say, hey, I want to make a wedding dress from scratch. You have to know who to go to. You have to know fabrications. You like this is you really need to know. And you can't just say, "Okay, I'm going to find a place and take it. No, you have to have a relationship with them. You can't just outsource something without the proper connections, especially not something as delicate as a wedding dress, right? It's so consuming. You have to source things maybe from Italy, some fabrications. You have to wait for them to come in. Things get stuck in customs. Like there are so many facets to that process. And the wife doesn't even know that she's getting this made. So it's like nerve wracking. It's a surprise. What? That's a really big part that you left out. So he commissioned you to get her dress remade with her measurements. And I had to scout. I had to go in my Rolodex of models because I used to do model portfolio, model development portfolio. I had to get a model that had to get very close to her measurements. You know, I had to lay out, you know, how many fittings there were. Like, it's a lot. It's not just, oh, I'm pulling a look together. No, it's a lot. That is amazing because that is such a process. Let me just ask you a question for like people who are like, I don't know anything about that. What's the hardest part? And I know it's very hard to pinpoint one thing, but what would you say is the most challenging part of this process? This process? Um, I mean, doing the design process was new for me because I work with independent fashion designers because I can see. I learn by seeing. But I'm definitely going to say me doing this and kind of just figuring out how many hours I'm going to spend. Right. That was one part that was kind of like, man, am I going to spend 150 hours on this or which I was because I'm scouting the model. I'm going back and forth with the pattern maker. I'm going back. I'm sourcing fabric. Like I had to include all that. And I had a uh, gladly, I have mentors and I have connections, but um, I'm probably going to say the hardest part was probably drawing, drawing something for someone, <laughs> someone's wife, where I, I grasp like a little bit of information from going to like a dinner with them. And I had to like pick her brain without her even having like an inkling. But I like to say that's the hardest part because fabric sourcing. I mean, I do that for designers because right. they like my input as far as like color blocking or putting textures together. That's a breeze to me. I'm going to have to say it was probably the design process because I don't really know her. I've only got the surface level and I saw her, her first wedding dress. That is superwoman status because I tell you now, if a client commissions me to do that, I would absolutely flat out have to say that is not my domain. Um, I can outsource it to the correct people, but that is not my domain. And the fact that you can even draw is like, right. It just goes to show how many talents. And that's kind of the reason I wanted you to come on the show because there are so many facets to what you do. And I think for anyone who's like, well, I did this career and now I want to get into the fashion industry, or I want to be a fashion stylist, or I'm a student and you know, the great thing about New York is that there are so many 
different aspects of the fashion industry that I know people who make a living off of something that's not even, you can't go to a job site or LinkedIn and find because it's a very specific, but the people who've been in the game for a long time have been able to parlay that into something else and make a living out of that, which is a beautiful thing, right? Because that's where you and I are at. And it's so nice to have left the, you know, the, the uh, steps of the ladders we climbed kind of behind. It's kind of nice to be here, especially when you're still passionate about it. Right. Right. And it's also great to just network with different fashion styles because every fashion stylist has their niche and their strong points. Like you have more organization on on organization. I don't really do that. I just do closet edits and I'm just that that's where I'm stopping at. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And it's almost like hairstylists, right? Some people are great at cutting. Some people are great at color. Some people are great at both. But there are so many facets when you're really, when you're honing in on your client's lifestyle. And that's really kind of what you and I do. Whether your client, see that one of the things you do, you work with independent designers. I don't work with independent designers, but you can tell them like where to go and and how to go. And I think that that's awesome. And I'll ask you more about that later on in the segment. You wrote an article on how to dress without using fashion. Walk me through how you accomplished that. That was actually a conversation with my one of my clients. We were conversing about the year and just, you know, how they gravitated to my services. And my appearance was, was like the number one thing. And as I stated before, the meaning of mean is, you know, a person's look, a person's appearance. So this is actually going to be my, my new article, What is Fashion?, when the site is done um, being remodeled, but I'm, I'm going to have to really like lay out how I define fashion because when you think of fashion, like what do you think of? Every per, Everybody really thinks of, you know, the rules, the new trend that's out, celebrities, politics, and all this. And that's just not what it is because some people really get scared when they see like, oh, she's a fashion stylist. That means she doesn't really work with regular people. But yeah, I, my next article, when the site is all done, the article is going to be what is fashion. I'm really going to elaborate on what, you know, how the company is circling around fashion. And fashion for me is your day to day fashion, your appearance. And the article just came about about how, I mean, I can walk in a room with a T-shirt, a nice jacket, a earrings, and my skin. I mean, my skin has to be amazing. I'm sorry. I have no hair. And people just already know, like, I'm into fashion. And I'm I'm not even putting any much effort. So I pass that along to my clients. And they all have thanked me for that. So those were just, those were just attributes that I just pass along to my clients. Skincare, your teeth. I mean, I just took my braces off this year. Like, as soon as the pandemic was over, I had them removed. I think that's a big asset to your overall appearance. Good teeth, skin, um, taking care of your feet. That is a big deal, especially since we're walking in the tri-state. Nails. I mean, I always have my nails done. Your overall hygiene, perfume is definitely a big, big thing for me. Um, Yeah, just the different attributes of... Things that contribute to your to your appearance. It doesn't. Your clothes don't have to be doing the talking because I know there's a lot of women or and men who are more conservative, and I mean for them, all they need is a good fit. 
the right color and, you know, dress it up with a good hairstyle or having your nails polished all the time and just little stuff like that. You still could come off as a fashion forward person. That is an excellent answer because you really covered everything, right? Because to me, if someone asks me what's, uh, what is fashion to you, to me, it's how I utilize my personal style. It's just how right. I set out my personal style to the world. And I can do it with using fashion and I can do it without using name brands. So you said it perfectly. But thank you for making it well-rounded, right? Because you're absolutely right. It, it is part grooming. It is part... I loved what you said about the teeth. Like I am a woman of a certain age. I'm about to do Invisalign because I have two teeth that are just mm -hmm. a little bit crooked, just a little bit overlapping. But if I keep going, then they're really going to overlap and I don't want to. So I'm just going to do it as and, and it, right. believe me, Invisalign is a pain in the butt. My cousin has oh, them. And every time we go to eat, it's like, I'm not going to eat because I have to take my invis. It's always a thing with Invisalign. So, but you're right. Um, grooming and there are so many other aspects. It's not just buying name brands. And I'm so glad you said that because, you know, people get so caught up in brand clothing. It's okay to like a brand and, you know, and buy that brand. It's what you like. It's what's, you know, I feel like fashion is kind of celebrating the best parts of your personality, right? And that's okay to put that on display. But I love individuality. Like, I love being yeah. yourself. I, I don't even understand. Well, I do understand, but it's crazy to me how we're in a place where people, and I have client. I had a client do it today. Send me a picture of what Bella Hadid was wearing in something and say, hey, I want to kind of recreate this look. And I feel like these are people who have beautiful wardrobes. Like, why do you have to do it? Something like Bella Hadid, do it yourself. Like I you, you inspire Bella Hadid. Do you have Bella Hadid body? <laughs> that is my first thing. Right, no, but it's the look. <laughs> Oh, I know. But some things when they try it on, like their body, they have broader shoulders or they have wider hips. So it's not going to look as good. So that's the first thing that I go to. That's I'm just like, you have to, sh you have to dress your shape first. But I mean, majority of the people that I dress are business people. So the thing that I say is, I mean, just think about it as if when you walk in a room, this is the first thing that you're saying without opening your mouth. Yes. This is a signal to let everybody know that whatever you want to exude, just fill in the blank. That is the first thing of you talking. This is a nonverbal cue. That is like pretty much how I simplify it to them. Right. And I think confidence should walk in the room first. Like your confidence should be on because the people will really take notice of you if your confidence is, is equally powerful as your presence. I really appreciate that you are a woman with no hair and you just I mean you're like a goddess do you ever did you ever model I have I would like to leave that in the past <laughs> okay. okay I mean I just had to ask because that's like asking someone six foot seven you're not playing basketball I mean because you, right you just look at a person and you're like well shouldn't you be doing that or shouldn't you be I was just curious oh modeling is not what people think I'm gonna just say that 
instant social media has calmed it down, but your modeling was is not what you think. Yeah. And it's crazy that I used to do model development for styling. I used to do that very often, and I would just listen to their stories, and I'm just thinking in my back of my head, like, oh, they still doing that? Right. It's, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, I've done it. Thank, thanks. Shout out to my, shout out to the agent that I had because she definitely fought for me. I, I'm short for as a model, as they would say. But yeah, modeling is not what people think. You don't. It's more than just having a nice, a skinny body and a pretty face. That's for sure. And but that's a conversation right. for another day. So maybe I'll have you back just to talk about that. <laughs> so how do you introduce people to fashion that don't consider themselves fashionable? I mean, working with corporate people, that's something you do all the time. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is I'm an introvert and people come up to me. <laughs> people come up to me. So they more so inquire about like what I'm wearing. So, you know, I'm not really like a pushy, salesy type of person. So when they, I just, I don't know. I just have like a casual conversation. I'm very open about if they ask me, you know, where did you get that from? I'll let them know. Unless it's like a designer that hasn't hit the market yet, then I can't. I'm, oh, this is not on the market yet, but I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty welcoming. I'm pretty, they kind of just welcome themselves. And when they're ready, I mean, I provide them the tools, my card, and whenever they're ready, I'm not, I'm not really pushy shovey. They kind of just feel inspired by how I look or, oh man, you know, I've been, you know, collecting magazines and you really like pushed me because I saw you that day or maybe because you did something on YouTube and I really felt what you said. I wanted to start the consultation, but I don't really, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really like a salesperson. A lot of my business is word of mouth in YouTube. When you type in my name, like my stuff comes up. So what do you do on YouTube? And what are your videos about on YouTube is my question. So lately I've been doing fashion show reactions. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. We watch fashion show reactions. We, I mean, we watch fashion shows together. I not only do New York, I do Nigeria. I do, I do all over. I, when you come to me, I'm thinking global. Do not come to me for local stuff. I'm not a local type of girl. I have lived in seven different places. But um, yeah, we I've been doing that. And then I've also just been giving some just entrepreneurial tips for my young entrepreneurs and just have a conversation like girl stuff. That sounds like so much fun. And I would love to join you on that because, you know, I saw you post something on his. Uh, you posted Aliyah's runway show. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, that doesn't look like Aliyah. But right. He's not. He- Mr. Aliyah is not here. So. Right. They have to carry on. And I just feel like, okay, they're carrying on without him. Some stuff looked like him and then some stuff did it. But you know what? I can't expect it to look like it always looked either. But since he's such a signature guy and everything is so signature from him, I didn't expect the unexpected. So I was a little thrown. So I would love to, I could be on there with you all day. I'm on there. We watch. Y'all tell me how y'all like this. Would y'all wear that? that that's definitely just... Us watch your fashion shows. Sounds like so much fun. Um, yeah. How has the pandemic changed your business or your business practices? Did you notice a void that you can fill? Man, the pandemic. Oh, child. Um, I'm not going to say a void. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to definitely say it definitely, it definitely told me I need to narrow my demographic because I was offering mm-hmm. more services 
than I was. When I relocated back to the tri-state in New Jersey, I was doing model developments. I was doing like five to eight photo shoots a month. Then I had my corporate people. I'm running over there. I have some entrepreneur people who are on. I was just doing a lot and I was just running myself kind of thin mm-hmm. along with my assistants. And I, I knew I, I know they were they were feeling it. So when the pandemic hit, my corporate and my business people were the ones that kept me. I must have to say they kept my business still flowing. They kept my business still flowing. I still had the the wardrobe management where I'm still providing them, you know, the certain amount of looks that they pay for per month. When my cousin passed away, my cousin was is was a big instrumental to my my whole fashion career, like from mm. from start to finish. And he passed away unexpectedly. When I needed time off, oh. they still compensated me and they let me they let me you know grieve in peace versus the other ones like they're. I don't know. So when I got back to my my normal state, I kind of just really like zoned in and I spoke with my mentors and I just went back into to go mode and just zeroed in and asked them questions. What what, what did you like before? What would you like um, going forward? And just kind of just really cater into them specifically. First of all, I'm sorry about your loss. I had a big loss during COVID. So I uh, um, not because of COVID, but during COVID. So I, I understand um, the grieving process. I was in the grieving process myself. So I'm sorry for that. And you made me get something and I'm, I'm so glad. That's why I love talking to people. Like I got something while you were talking and I think I've been able to stay in business because the relationships I have with my clients, they become personal. And so for me during the pandemic, where was I going? I, you couldn't go to anybody's house. So my business was shut down mode, but I knew it was a temporary situation. And out of that grew other clients from it was just, this is so weird, but it just started coming from Canada and all these places, even outside of the country and then LA. And so then I had all, I started doing virtual and I never wanted to do virtual because the services I provide are so personal that I like to be there. I like to be hands-on. I like to say, this needs to be altered. It needs to be altered here, there, and there. I want people to learn as they work with me. And so it's not, you can't really do that online, but I actually did accomplish, I got to accomplish what the client needed. And I was like, this is awesome. So now I have both. I still right. prefer in person, but now I have both. So it's just interesting to know, right? How your the twists and turns. And I think that you learned something great too, because those corporate clients, they will, even if they weren't working, they will come back to you. As soon as they go back to work, they know what it is. They know who to call. Oh, they were still working. It was just, it was just, you know, top topping up. <laughs> topping right. up. And even that got confusing for people because I saw, I'm sure you saw, I saw a message that I was like, you can't come on a Zoom to a business meeting with crunchy, wet hair. You know, either that crunchy, curly look with the gel on, which drives me nuts, or the wet hair, I'm just out the shower. We all know you're home, but don't act like you're home because you're showing right. up still. So that was a very interesting whatever. I'm glad we're out of that for now. Um, you teach a course 
uh, Mikara, called Impactful Women. Can you tell us about this course and is it online or in person? Yes, Impactful Fashion for Impactful Women. So I started at, at, you know, towards the end of the pandemic, I said, let me throw myself out there a new way to just get the, the, the company out there because I'm not sure where this pandemic is going, but right. in social media, I'm not sure what's going on with those algorithms and I'm not fighting them. So I just wanted a new way to, um, <laughs> I'm not fighting with them. I just wanted a new way to, you know, introduce myself. So we did, so I did, I did, I had, did my first one in July. It's a workshop just to gear toward business and entrepreneurial women who are just questioning themselves. Like, does my fashion say I'm an impactful woman when I walk in a room? So in that workshop, I, you know, discuss what affects your fashion, a.k.a. your appearance. I have to say that in parentheses because people will be like, fashion. Um, we I also provide you tools on self-assessment. So I'll be providing you tools at the end of the workshop and some also some fashion hacks. But yeah, it's just a new way to pretty much just get myself out there and just bring awareness to some people and, you know, kind of get them out of that loungewear because everybody, that was a sector of fashion that definitely went up. So yeah, that that's my that was my goal of doing it. My mentor kind of just, you know, why don't you try why don't you try this? Cause you are you are gaining some steam online. People love your personality. And I'm just like, I don't got time for this BS. I just want to create. And I, I'm telling you, I feel like you are my soul sister, right? I, I kid you not. Like on this journey, because I do too. Like people are like, people respond when I put videos, but I really don't. I'm working like you. I'm out there working. I don't have time to pick an outfit every day. And I mean, I do an outfit because I want to do it. I don't want to an outfit. For the gram, and then how I don't have somebody walking around with me all day that can take pictures of me. I'm in people's closets. I'm doing high powered stuff. I really don't have time for this. I'd love to do it. It seems like fun, but I don't really have the time for it. So I completely understand you. And you're right. I think that there is so much, like you and I take so many things for granted because we know it, because we live in it, because we're in that world and we have such a wealth of knowledge. And then people don't, something as simple as you doing that class is great. And also it, um, it's less intimidating when it's a class because people could tiptoe in if they're, if they're intimidated by fashion and just listen to you and learn. And once they get your personality and see how relatable you are and they can talk to you, you know, that just opens the door for a whole nother thing. And for, you know, possibly new business relationships for you. So kudos to you. That's what I love that you keep reinventing yourself. I don't have mentors. I'm glad you do. It's very inspiring. I will say, I I love when you say that. It's just so inspiring. I'm like, gosh, I forgot what it is to have a mentor. So um, thank you for reminding me of that. (laughs) Um, Now you also work with independent brands and you help them navigate the waters of the fashion industry. Can you walk us through that? Yes, that is my favorite. My babies, I call them, because Lord Jesus, when I ask them their age, I'm like, how old are you again? But um, I help them create their brand DNA. So this is before they even touch the product or start thinking about the fabric. I kind of just lay out the, the five breakthrough elements, the pillars of how of being prepared of, you know, fabric who your customer, your target market, what their mindset is, where is your brand positioning, you know, everything that is before you touch the product, just just in case 
you know, you overspend. I help you prepare for the long term. So just in case they want to rebrand, they can always go back to my plan as far as preparing themselves. So I specifically work in that area of um, branding because I know everybody else does like promotion, sales. I don't do that. I We are sitting down and we're having this conversation and you're really going to be thoroughly, you know, um, thinking about this stuff. I offer, you know, brand a fashion brand audit where I kind of see where you stand mm. as far as the brands. I also offer um, fashion brand DNA strategy sessions. So that's like a non like a non commitment type of thing. They can do session by session, but I just help them strategize on what they can do, where they can outsource if they're kind of low on funds, depending on how it is. And then I also offer the fashion starter program, which is like a three month minimum, where I where they have me what whatever time of the day they could text me, they could call me, we could do virtual calls, and we really just go through it and I coach them through from start to finish. And when they get to um, if they want to further that service. Uh, while they're doing the product development um, and they still want me to be a part of when they actually have the garment, I also have the, they also be a part of the concept to client section. So I'll go on my Rolodex of my business um, entrepreneurs Rolodex if they fit the if they fit the bill and they could try on that garment. So that can be a possible, you know, client, I'm possible client for them. So this it's a win-win. So I have my own little network type of thing. So do these clients that you get that sign on with you for this particular service, do they realize that what differentiates you from other people who do this kind of marketing and, um, you know, this brand specialist or brand management or brand strategy, whatever you call it, do they realize that they're getting more with you because you have relationships in the industry and you know the industry from so many different aspects that you have kind of like a global view, even though you're connected here in in New York, that you do have a global view and all these connections. Like, do they realize that that's what they're getting? Because they're getting more with you than they would get with a person who's just a brand strategist. Right. Um, n- now they don't. But now that I'm like in the forefront, mm-hmm. which I hate, <laughs> but um, I'm now that I'm in the forefront, I've also been part. I'm also partnered with uh, another business partner. She does uh, product development. People are starting to know. So the more um, the more connections I'm doing, the more YouTube videos, the more information I'm putting out. They're like realizing there's more traffic going to the website to see, you know, what I do. All right. And um, tell me two things that you've learned that have been a game changer for you professionally and personally as a result of your profession, if that makes sense. (laughs) I'm definitely going to have to say, take things for what it is. You have no control over the pandemic or situations. Just take it what it is and figure it out. Don't stress yourself. Don't stress yourself out for the future. Just take whatever you have and and roll with the punches. If you would describe your signature style, what is Mikara's signature style? Oh, child, I'm moody. <laughs> okay, that's moody. the answer. <laughs> moody with a lot of gaudy accessories. Okay, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Who or what inspires you to keep going and doing this? The old me. What does that mean? 
the old me, the the person I was last year, five years ago, I always compare myself because I don't know, I have a track track mentality because I used to run track all of my years. Uh-huh. I am always in competition with myself. So anything compared to yesterday or a month, I'm always comparing myself to the old me. That is that that I love that. And I get you because I used to run track and I loved track, but I was, you know, very young. But I got that. This kind of like this athlete mentality. Okay. And last question, what would you say to inspire someone who wants to work on their confidence? Definitely be so definitely be self-aware about yourself. And when you do that, you definitely just you need to zone in on what's important to you, what brings value to you and what brings happiness to you. Because once you identify those and that's when you'll be more confident. Thank you so, so much. Um, I feel like you spread a wealth of knowledge and that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on to just, you know, because people, I think they see fashion stylists and they automatically put us in a box when there's so many more facets to fashion styling. And there's a wealth of knowledge that comes with that. I don't care how good your eye is. I don't care if you know every brand. It takes time to hone in on your craft. And that's what will make people pay you from being inside of a store to outside of a store. You know, when I left Bergdorf Goodman, I was like, who's going to work with me outside of the store? This is challenging. They come and get styled for free, you know, in the personal shopping club with me. But now on my own, are they going to pay me a fee, an hourly fee, a high hourly fee? But it was a chance to take, right? And, um, And it's taken me years to build that. But, you know, I want people like you to come on so that people know, or even people who are shopping for a personal shopper, a personal stylist, whatever, they should know these things too, because it's not just, oh, let me get someone who knows how to put clothes together. It's so much more um, than that. And if you're going to pay somebody, you should be aware of that. It's a luxury to have a stylist. Yes. And a stylist does not mean we're going to try to turn you into uh, Jennifer Lopez or Beyonce. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. And so if you want to learn more, go to Mikara. Mikara, tell everybody where they can find you on YouTube, your website, Instagram. Yes. So if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on YouTube, which is Makara, M-I-K-A-R-A, Reed, R-E-I-D. And for my aspiring fashion designers, you can also go on to MakaraReed.com and get the information there as far as as far as the um, masterclass that I'm having on September the 18th, where it's eight hours of jam-packed information where I will be helping you for three hours, getting you started on your career. Then we will be having a guest panelist. And my business partner, Lenise Collier, will be teaching you about fabric sourcing and product development. So you can purchase your tickets there. In fashion styling, that is me. That's M-I-I-E-N dot C-O. Definitely revamping that up very, very soon. And the article will be coming out very, very shortly. So definitely stay tuned. And also the podcast, Me Knows Podcast as well. 
Yes. Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing all of that. Don't forget, guys, she has a class coming up for anyone who's looking to be an entrepreneur with their own brands, correct? You help them before they launch the brand with everything they need to know. Yes, I will be one half and then my business partner will also be teaching you how to do um, product development. You do not need to know how to sew. We will be teaching you. This is strictly for people who have not, who have no fashion design background that is who we cater to. So if you always dreamt about having a fashion brand, we will be providing you that service. And she specifically works with people who just, you know, have an idea. They sh- they show her an example. And she also has a team of her own where they sketch out ideas and stuff like that. But yes, yeah, September the 18th, which is a week after New York Fashion Week, we will be having eight hours. It is in person and virtual. So definitely go on to buildingyourfashionbrand.com and check out all the information and purchase your tickets. All right. Thank you so much. So there you have it. You have a chock full of, there's so much fullness there, so much richness there. Whatever, yes. Whether you want to design, whether you don't, whether you're a novice or not, there's something here for you. And there's so much knowledge that you drop that you can learn from. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to be here and just chat it up with me. Thank you everybody for listening to the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Call your mama, call your sis, call your aunties, call your cousins, whoever you want to call your coworkers, but come on and join the conversation. We want you to get in on the conversation too. Subscribe, comment, like. Um, You can hit me up at Wardrobe Boss and Wardrobe Boss podcast on Instagram and wardrobeboss.com. Thank you guys again. You can listen to Wardrobe Boss Podcast wherever you stream your favorite podcast, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. There we are. And thank you again, Mikara. Have a great day and meet us back here again. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Edited by Ken Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.